Hello and welcome to another episode of Team Anywhere. I'm your co-host on the West Coast, Mitch Simon. And on the East Coast, our amazing co-host, Dr. Virginia Bianco Mathis. And today, we don't have a guest. We are going to share with you our toolkit because we've listened to over a hundred different guests so far. And we're actually learning a little bit here. What we wanted to do was maybe summarize some of this stuff to make it even more useful. So today I'm going to turn it over to you, Jenny. We're going to be talking about empathy. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. I love this, first of all. And it is surprising at first. When in our earlier podcast, and then it progressed, empathy, 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 empathy. Since it's not been, you know, on the top of that leadership checklist from more traditional literature. And yet now it is, talk about team anywhere, uh, paramount in terms of creating cultures and teams in a hybrid, virtual, even now coming back to the office, they're saying things like, well, why should I come back? How are you making it inviting? How am I going to be engaged? And so this whole empathy thing is being included with tips and a wonderful structures that we thought we'd talk about today. Yeah, I love it. And, we call it the empathy. Yeah. So the empathy. Yeah, oh, I love it. So yeah, we heard so many uh, different ideas, really great ideas with some great podcast guests. We want to just make it very simple. Okay, I've heard it a billion times. I need to be more empathetic. I need to do the empathy. <laughs> we got to trademark that before it gets out there. Yeah. And, and so we wanted to really just kind of give you insight, at least our insight, because we've spent hours on this to prepare for this, or Ginny has. And how do you do empathy? So let's just hit it. So first of all, Ginny, you know, we've heard you, you got to do empathy. Like, why Why do we do empathy? Like, is there any reason, any good reason? Because it's uncomfortable for me to do empathy. I just need to get my job done and hit my metrics. Why should I be doing this empathy thing? Exactly, exactly. And if I do do it, I can just do a throwaway right. and then just move to the real important stuff. Well, exactly. guess what? what? Data is showing and we love to have data. And luckily, the research firms out there, such as Catalyst and others, have given us some powerful data around empathy, showing that it does drive business results, innovation, retention, engagement. So now we have the one-on-one proof. And it's not just a correlation. There is statistical evidence that with empathy, there's 76% more engagement in an organization. With empathy, the culture and the lives of the employees come out. They say that they have and feel 86% more of a balance because they feel heard and that they are on the same wavelength in terms of this important concept of feeling. So what I also love is Tracy was sharing that the lack of empathy actually reduces customer service, (laughs) which is crazy. So yeah, it's, you know, why am I not getting results? Well, you might not get the results that you really want because lack of empathy reduces collaboration and then reduction in collaboration reduces customer service. So it's just one of these things you got humans on your team, as long as you have humans on your team, you inject empathy and you will get results because your customers will 
be more delighted. So now there's a business reason, all right? For people who want to see the dollars and cents, empathy will lead you to that. Okay. So now my next question is, all right, so we've talked about this empathy thing. What exactly is empathy? Yeah. Yeah. And obviously I think the philosophers could spend hours talking about it. We'll try to be nice and short. It is demonstrating feelings, noticing them, and actually commenting them, putting them on the table, making them discussable. And when you do that, both the person and the listener, talker, listener, and even if the listener is a whole team, they connect on a whole different level. You know, it goes back to that saying, people may forget what you said, but they'll remember how they made you feel. And that's what we're talking about here. And what an incredible opportunity for a leader to demonstrate that and then get the trust and the connection. And B'nai Brown even talked about how empathy fuels connection. Yet when you don't show empathy, it drives disconnection, even just sympathy. Oh, yeah, that's too bad, right? That that drives disconnection. I can tell you're just giving me this throwaway. Real empathy is noticing, wow, you're hurting right now. I don't even know how to answer or reply to that, but thanks for sharing that. Yeah. You say empathy feels connection as Brené Brown said that we have to Brené on the show. So the interesting thing about it is, you know, from a, let's say a rational brain point of view, it's like, okay, empathy feels connection. I mean, does it really? So I've got the proof because when I'm ever working with teams and I say, okay, so how do you really feel about that? And most people will say, well, I feel like that's a good idea. And I, I kind of dig in and I say, okay, no, how do you feel? Like pick a feeling. Oh, well, I feel, I feel fine. It's like, come on, fine's not a feeling. And then when I actually share with them how to pick a feeling and how do you pick a feeling? You know, I say, okay, here's the deal. Go to the internet because the internet is, you know, the king of everything, the queen of everything. Go to the internet and then just basically Google, you know, circle of emotions or target of emotions or list of emotions. And there's some nice, um, there's some nice pictures of all the emotions. And, you know, how do you really feel about that? And they say, I feel disappointed. I feel sad. Mm-hmm. I feel upset. You know, whatever, whatever, whenever they actually share what they feel, yep. you can just see everyone's faces. It's almost like the magic potion and everyone's faces kind of like shift and move. Totally. And so what we keep on hearing about empathy is, oh, empathy is I need to figure out what's going on in you. Well, you know, one way to figure out what's going on with you is to say, hey, how are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're also finding is in terms of being a leader, it really is beholden to you. It's important to you. You, you need to take responsibility for saying, hey, all today I feel fill in the blank, sad, upset, happy, excited, because you know, that's what's basically driving this, these statistics, because I'm going to be engaged in you when I know who you are and where you are. And basically you wake up with a feeling, you know? Yes. And I love something you said, the leader comes right out and says, I'm feeling X today. And here's why. Well, now they're role modeling. It is okay to discuss feelings. Absolutely. And that opens that door. 
Okay, yeah. great. So we talked about why do empathy statistics show you, you need to do it because you're going to have greater collaboration, greater engagement scores, and your customers can be more delighted. You know, it's basically demonstrating your emotions and being extremely curious about others' emotions and then acknowledging others' emotions. Totally. And another little piece that I think it's important there that I also have to attribute to Benet Brown is you notice the feelings of all there without judgment. Now that you shared with me your perception of how you witnessed that, I can see you feeling left out. Wow. Let's talk about that. Yeah. And so you then you name it and acknowledge it. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is just, just being very comfortable in this space. Like I feel sad. Okay. I hear you. You feel sad. Gosh, how is that? And it's really- oh, I love, oh, oh, oh I, what, what came into my trainer mind, Mitch, is, you know, just get people in pairs yeah. and say, all right, here's the scenario. Now you share this feeling. Yeah. Now, how are you going to answer? How are you going to reply? Because as you say, it's hard and it doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah, we were, and the reason why we put this together, everybody, was, you know, there was that one podcast where the speaker was basically saying, okay, everybody learned that it's about empathy. You're supposed to get up there as a leader and say, how's everyone feeling? And then what happened was the leader would get up there and say, okay, how's everyone feeling? Everyone would say, I feel sad. And then the leader wouldn't know what to do with that. Yes. Oh, that's too bad. Okay. Next on the agenda. Next on the agenda. But yeah. <laughs> um, empathy does take time and it's worth the time. So, all right. So let's just start it. I'm going to go first. I'm going to jump out here. You know, yeah. how do you do empathy? A lot of it is curiosity. And empathy means I'm really curious about what you're up to in your life and how are you feeling? So we've got on our tool kit where, you know, our goal here is to make it real simple, real fast is how do you do it? You know, real simple questions get to, well, who are you? What are you up to? And then also getting into why you are feeling the way you're feeling, why you're doing the work that you're doing. A, a few questions here. What are you working on? That shows interest. How are you doing? Obviously, empathy. What do you need from me is one of the best questions. And the question that I learned from Marcus Buckingham when I work with Marcus is the greatest thing that you can do as a leader is to say, what do you need from me now? I mean, that's just basically showing care, interest, and empathy. What would be the most helpful to you right now? I love that one. And then another question we had was like, well, how does this decision support our values or your values? You know, what is the most important thing? These are all basically going to what's important to you. Where are you right now? Who are you right now? These are some basic questions that just win. Mm -hmm. All right. What, what would be next as a tool to uh, demonstrate empathy, Jenny? Well, as, as we saw um, from several of our podcasts guests, the questions are important and then Equally important, and this is where some leaders start feeling uncomfortable, are your answers. <laughs> and this is where you never begin an answer with, well, at least, <laughs> you know, at least you have another arm, even though, you know, the one arm you have is broken. Right, or, so you're, uh, you're, you're, you're talking about your, your reply to your reply. Your replies have to be genuine and of equal feeling. And 
There's a wonderful YouTube clip where it shows the person is down at a bottom of a hole because of some feelings and a difficult time. They're frustrated. They're overwhelmed. That's happening a lot in our workplaces. And at first it shows the leader or boss up on the top looking down at the person in the hole. And a lot of times the leader just yells things down. Oh, yeah, I see you're depressed. Well, when are you going to be able to meet that goal? I can give you a few more days, right? That's not helping at all. You got to go down into the hole with the person. Wow. (laughs) Share more with me. Let's look at that. So how you reply is where the real discomfort, I believe, comes in. And that's where the practice. Start putting lists of common reactions that are genuine. Make them part of your repertoire. So I'm going to go into the next one, Ginny. So just to reply to that is, yeah, it's, um, you know, what I'm hearing you talk about is being down in a hole. And it's really important that you get down and understand what it is to be down in the hole. That's the way you actually reply, respond, and acknowledge. Our next tool is stories. And it's really important that you actually share stories that actually connect to where people are emotionally. And I know my favorite story is, which is really connected to this, is whenever I give a workshop, there's a workshop I just actually gave it, eight o'clock in the morning here, Pacific Daylight Time, is <laughs> I ask, you know, it's eight o'clock in the morning, right? I ask everyone, how do you feel? You know, and I usually get tired, disappointed, upset, bored, exhausted. And then I actually, in the workshop, have people share, you know, answers to all these questions, which actually create empathy. Now, what's the hardest thing you're working on right now? What's the most difficult thing you're working on right now? What's the greatest relationship you're having at work right now? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, And all of these questions and all these conversations and all this connection actually has them at the end. I say at the end, okay, so just before we go, you know, give me one word. How are you feeling right now? And then you just watch or I watch the difference in emotions and just, and you know, what I found is the way you create excitement is through empathy. It's what are you feeling? What are you feeling now? And then watching everything shift by being empathetic. Oh, fabulous. You took them through a transformation of feelings. Yes. Because I can choose to say disappointed and I'm angry. I got up late and whatever. Right. And through their experience and then having them revisit those feelings, you're demonstrating, I have a choice to notice (laughs) different kinds of feelings to move through them and be happier and more productive. Absolutely. What I found is that by asking people where they are, being empathetic, I can actually change where they are. Fabulous. And that's, that's it. Oh, what a gift. The key is to share stories like this, you know, to share stories about people, um, you know, let's say overcoming places where they are. And of course, you know, in this time of, you know, COVID and in times of people being, being separate, I think it's much more of an obligation to go in and talk about how you're feeling in your current living situation. Totally. totally. Tell me about time. Time as a lot of our leaders have talked about, they realized since this doesn't come naturally. Yeah. You really, you know, set some time aside. What is it? Sunday night at 10 p.m., Monday morning at 8 a.m., 
no matter what coast you're on, where can I show empathy? Mm -hmm. And in what one-on-ones am I about to do? In what small gatherings? In a shout out I might be doing. If I include the empathy factor, I have raised the connection a hundredfold and foster your own reflection. And then through those wonderful stories and your good answers, you are raising a whole culture to look at things in a richer way. And Jordan Brownberger talked about a lot about that, that I think the reflection, planning it is big. Great. Yeah. You just need to spend time in reflecting, in asking people how they are, in putting people into groups of small groups, large groups, one-on-ones to really talk about feelings. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. where you get engagements. Okay. Next are elephants. And we... we (laughs) And I love this one. Guests, we talked about elephants, do you recall? Yes, Sarah Knowles. So Sarah Knowles talked about the different elephants. And what's great about that is we usually talk about the elephant in the room. What's even more powerful and, and to demonstrate more empathy is, is to really name that elephant. So do you recall what types of elephant were in the room? Uh, we have the blaming elephant. The blaming elephant, yes. Right, which was a great one. And then the notion is to replace those elephants with more positive elephants. Right. <laughs> right. The curiosity elephant. Let's go there. However, as we look and study teams, right, we got the conflict elephant. We got the hidden agenda Elephant. elephant. We have the attacking the people in the room elephant. And if you read her work, it's fun yeah, because she shares and names these different elephants. And she shows you how you can be creative in coming up with new elephant paradigms to just totally change the conversation. Yeah. I love that. Which is what we're talking about here. Yeah, And it's very empathetic to identify what it is that's occurring that's having me feel this way. So yeah, there's yeah, which goes behind the whole notion of surface that emotion. Yeah, surface that emotion and surface the thing that's causing the emotion. Great. Yep. And then finally we have what you're calling channels. Why did you call them channels? Channels, we could put a lot of nomenclature there. What are some actual practices? Okay. Okay. All right. So one of the leaders we talked to says, Hey, if an email trail goes beyond three. It's time to stop the email trail and someone get on the phone or get on a Zoom or meet in person to get on the same page, to get behind the assumptions. And that's where he says the assumptions cause false emotions. Okay. And you need to cut that out. And he says they call him on it all the time because he falls into that trap. So that's one of them. Right. Another one that you and I are seeing a lot more now as different companies have come up with different models for coming back to work, how many days, hybrid this or not. Make sure that you have quarterly social capital events where you do get people together. So it's not like the old days, every meeting face to face. About four times a year, it is wise to get folks together and do that interpersonal emotional sharing. Yeah, and I'll just add because Caroline, which was one of our earlier guests, and I put together a book on called Bringing Back the Buzz. And 
at the very foundation of our book is empathy, which is how are people feeling out there in the wilderness and <laughs> to bring them back to either the office, if there is such a thing as an office, or bring them back. We're finding a lot of resort locations are turning into, yes. you know, having and more- And regional, right? Re- oh my God, I have an international company. All right, create, we heard one leader talk about, create pods. I'll have the East European pod, the Asia pod, and bring people together in some different ways than perhaps you've done right. in the past. And at the core of it is they're feeling one way, we want them to feel another way. So part of that is bring people together. What we notice is we've basically sent out a survey. Many of you are feeling alienated, lonely, upset, distracted, et cetera. Let's talk about that. And then just kind of like what I suggested in my little one-hour classes, workshops, or team strategy sessions, be very clear on where you want to take them emotionally and where they are and where you're taking them to. So I would love my people to feel happy, excited, surprised, you know, in love. And so that's what I'm going to do to kind of share where they are. And then at the end, how do you feel now? And then again, go into what has occurred such you feel that way. And I love what you're sharing is organize this by companies, by teams, by pods. Yep. The next one is create story time. And this Mm -hmm. is so important. I know that with some of the CEOs that I work with is we spend several hours and sometimes days on what is the story you're going to bring right. with the intention of, you know, how are they feeling right now? And how do you know that they want to feel? Right. And bring them to that holy land through a story. And I always usually say, here's another tool, is if you want to share the most powerful story is to go through your life. Mm-hmm. You know, what is something that you went through in your life where you felt exactly those feelings. Uh, oh, that is a wonderful one. When everyone shares that, the whole mood of the room has, yeah, has changed. Like my, you know, my story is, you know, during COVID, it was real, I, I do comedy. And so I was missing that part. So a couple of things I did was actually join comedy classes online. And then of course, Fabulous. of course, once comedy came back to the theater, even I'm, I was so used to, oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go out. I don't know, even know how to use a car anymore. And <laughs> no, I need that buzz in my life. So yeah. I'm making a point to double down on my connections. Right. Yeah. The one other thing on that is a leader can also use story time. They can make it an event that happens like once a month. Yeah. All right. Today's our story time hour go around the room. And I had asked you all to share a story where you absolutely delighted the customer and you felt good about it. Right. So you can tie it to a positive theme for the whole culture. The next one is several leaders talked about creating a culture of feedback, giving and receiving. And we hear that a lot. And it is hard to do because if a leader calls you up and says, I want to share some feedback. That was a damn lousy presentation yesterday. (laughs) And how do I go, wow, really, thank you for that feedback. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Right. Right. And so learning the tools of sharing the why behind and then going immediately to some alternative behavior for next time might be. And the leader who really encompasses this just loves to encourage everyone. So give me some feedback. What's something I did last week that probably I shouldn't have done. 
That's great. And then it becomes more of a norm. I do think that building a culture where feedback is open and accepted and people see delight in it creates just exactly what people need to kind of move the mood and also to understand that everybody is kind of on the same page and everyone is really committed to doing what's best for each other. I think that there's a book we can write, Making Giving and Receiving Feedback a Delight. A delight. A delight. <laughs> Well, yeah, actually, I loved in this one, you called it the empathy factor. So we've yeah. got a couple of things. We've got delight, we got empathy, and we got the empathy factor. So something else you and I had chatted about was divorcing compensation and performance from check-ins. Talk more about that. What we're finding right now, the most important thing is that you have a weekly check-in. Now, what's interesting, and we've heard this from pretty much all of our 100 guests, we heard this actually before before a pandemic was the most important thing you can have is a weekly check-in. That was what we learned from Marcus Buckingham. Yeah. We just keep hearing how important it is that you have a weekly check-in, especially when you're in a hybrid or virtual situation. Now, what's important is that you're not talking about performance. You're not talking about compensation. What you're really doing in a check-in is having a check-in. So how are you doing? Are you doing things that you're really passionate about? Are you doing things that you're not really passionate about? You know, what's one of the ways that I can actually help you to succeed? And what do you really need to succeed? Now, those questions, how can I help you? What are you doing things you're really passionate about? Those types of conversations are basically sharing with another person, I really care about you. And the nature, the background of all empathy is I really do care about you. And so you want to bring that out when you're having a weekly check-in to demonstrate that no matter where you are in the world, I really do care. That's what's driving engagement, by the way. That's what's going to drive collaboration. And that's going to drive having your customers be satisfied because your people feel that there's empathy and they're really cared for. That's so important because it's sad to say given this whole toolkit that we have been talking through, I am still occasionally getting a leader who wants coaching and consulting. And when I just share with them what you so elegantly shared, they don't want to do it. Yeah. Not my job. And so just given everything we talked about, fine, say goodbye to customer service, say goodbye to innovation, say goodbye to business results. Right. And I think just to close this out, I think what the most important thing is understand is that with COVID, with uh, virtual, with hybrid, your job as a leader now is to create empathy and connection. And that's it. Now, we kind of like, you know, what is it? A distance makes the heart grow fonder. Well, distance is causing leaders to make that heart grow stronger. And so that's what's really necessary right now. It's important, yes, that you as a leader demonstrate empathy. And using all these tools that we've shown, it's even more important that you as a leader create the garden, the environment, so that everyone on your team is actually asking each other, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Tell me more about it. Yes. Yeah, yes. Because the whole point of role modeling it is to have team members doing it for themselves. And by the way, you just now came up with a second title for a wonderful Uh book, which is Leader, Your Job Now is Empathy. Yeah. Leader, your job now is empathy. So we're going to end with that. Thank you, Ginny. We were talking about the empathy. We were talking about the empathy factor in your job now is to lead with empathy. Thank you so much. I hope this has been helpful. 
And we look forward to our next guest. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode of Team Anywhere. <laughs>